This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday, the 21st of February. Justin, one in five Australians quit their jobs within the last year. And the main reason is extreme burnout. That's according to a new report from NAB. Not surprised at all. B-Man, a decentralized finance startup called Tick, with three eyes, just raised $5.2 million. And the plan is to create a high-yield savings account. We're talking 10% per annum. Crazy stuff, Justin. Three groundbreaking stories today. I like the sound of that. Let's do it. (laughs) For our first, Aussie HR platform Employment Hero has raised $181 million with some of the funds going towards their first ever acquisition. Ah, the circle of venture capital life, B-Man. What is the story? (laughs) Okay, so Employment Hero is a software company that helps businesses manage their HR, Mm -hmm. their people, their payroll, you know. Pretty much all the parts of the business that are an administrative nightmare. I know. So Employment Hero, it was founded back in 2014 and now has around 80,000 small and medium-sized businesses signed up. Now, B-Man, Employment Hero raised $140 million in July last year. All right, I'm following, but now? Now it's finally a big old unicorn. (laughs) They've raised $181 million and taken the company's valuation to a huge $1.25 bill. (laughs) Brett, what are they planning to do with this massive wad of cash? Well, Jazzy Boy, some of that money will be used to double its staff to about 1,000 humans. But Employment Hero said it's going to be using a significant amount of that money to acquire an Aussie workforce management firm called Keypay. Interesting. So what's the key learning here? When companies raise capital from investors, aka money from investors, they usually do it for one of three key reasons. Now, it's most commonly used to fund growth in the business. You know, increase staff, develop new products, all the things that will help grow the revenue and the customer base. Now, the second reason, Justin, may be to rebalance the capital mix. (laughs) You know, selling equity in the business and then paying down some debt. Or thirdly, the capital raise may be used for an acquisition. And Brett, this is a pretty common strategy for companies that don't want to use their existing capital or they don't want to take out a bank loan to fund a takeover. And Brett, with KeyPay's capabilities lining up with Employment Hero's goals, this could bode pretty well for both companies. Yeah. For our second story, US private equity giant Silver Lake is buying 8.6% of the organization behind New Zealand's All Blacks rugby team. <laughs> that is a little bit left field for a private equity firm, Brett. <laughs> what is the story? Okay, so Silver Lake is a global investment firm and they have investments in big name companies like Dell and Klarna and Peloton. And now they're making an investment into New Zealand rugby. That's correct. The organization behind the All Blacks. And they're investing 200 million New Zealand dollars for 8.58% of the company. And this will take New Zealand rugby's valuation to a whopping 3.5 billion New Zealand dollars. (laughs) But Brett, here's the interesting thing, because it's not Silver Lake's first rodeo in sports. No, they have a 10% stake in City Football Group. The company that owns soccer clubs like Manchester City. And Silver Lake ain't the only ones investing in professional sport. So what's the key learning here? As ownership rules relax, private equity firms have been ramping up their investments into professional sporting franchises. In fact, Brett, in 2020, the number of private equity investments in US sports teams more than doubled on the previous year. You see, Justin, most sports organizations were smashed Smashed. by COVID. We're talking near zero ticket sales for the last two years. So you could say they're kind of desperate for cash right now. <laughs> and PE firms just love injecting their business acumen, mm-hmm. their capital, yep. their expertise into businesses so they can transform them into profit puppies. But Brett, they need to tread carefully here because sports fans don't love sellouts. Mm. So they need to be in it for the right reason. So hopefully Silver Lake 
is mm. for our third and final story. The world's largest chip maker, NVIDIA, has reported better than expected earnings, but those results did not translate to its share price. <laughs> Just to clarify here, my friend, we're talking electronic chips, uh, not Kettle <laughs> or Red Rock Daily. <laughs> What's the story? Okay, so NVIDIA is a tech company that designs graphic processing units, or GPUs for sure. It's basically the tech that displays images or animations mm-hmm. or graphics onto computer screens. Or a gaming console like the Nintendo Switch. And boy, oh boy, did this could kill the fourth quarter. Yep, they pulled in 7.64 billion US dollars in revenue. All in all, it was a heap of good news for NVIDIA. But it wasn't good enough for investors. No, no, no. Always expecting more, aren't they, Jazzy Boy? Yeah, NVIDIA's share price actually decreased around 2% after the announcement. Really makes you wonder. So what is the key learning here? There is no clean equation that tells us exactly how the price of a share will behave. But what we do know is that there are three main forces. Take me through them, B-Man. Well, there's the fundamental factors. Think company earnings, think profitability, think big partnerships. Then, my friend, we have the technical factors. Think chart patterns, think the momentum of the business, (laughs) and the expectations for upcoming quarters. And let's see if you can explain this one. Then there is market (laughs) sentiment, my friend. This one's hard, because it's just the psychology of individuals and collective investors. Now, NVIDIA's expected revenue of $7.4 billion or more was already priced into its share price by investors. The technical factor. In other words, Brett, investors had already taken into account these record results prior to the company's update. So Justin, slightly overachieving on that revenue didn't actually impact the share price in a positive way. Mm. FluxFam, join 25,000 other smart Aussies who read the Flux Daily newsletter. We've got smart readers from Combank, from Atlassian, from Nine Entertainment who are all loving the Flux Daily newsletter. The link is in the show notes or head to flux.finance newsletter. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.